And welcome to Monday Catholic Radio. This is your host, Taylor Schroll. Guys, we did it. We made it through Lent. Lent is over. We are in the midst of this Holy Week. Happy Holy Thursday, friends. You know who's not happy? Me. (laughs) This is our third time trying to record the first minute of the show. The first one we did, I did the dumbest intro ever, and I was like talking about the cars outside. What do you care? And then the second time, we go through the whole recording thing, and Sam's like, oh, what would happen if I stopped recording in the middle of the recording session? How would that be, Taylor? No, it would be not good. How's that, Sam? So what I was trying to say in the first two recordings of this is that we're recording in the Red Sea Radio Studios in Bryan College Station, Texas. It is beautiful weather. Sam also wants to disagree with me on that today. Uh, I think it's beautiful weather. It's 80 degrees, overcast, cloudy. I'm not going to get sunburned. Uh, I'm very red, kind of already, from track. Beautiful track weather today. We just finished practice before I came over here. Uh, Sam's also arguing with me about whether Lent is over, because we're currently recording on Tuesday. Lent is still happening right now, but by the time you hear this, Lent will be over. It's all very confusing, but hey, what is the Catholic Church if not confusing? So welcome to, I I mean, seriously, seriously, think about it. Even this week, right? This week. Sam, walk through this with me. Uh, Let's see if you disagree with me on this as well. Okay. Jesus, I love the guy. He's a good guy. He's fantastic. He invented snow cones, which you brought me one today. It was so which is good. why I haven't thrown you out of the studio at this point. Well, that's good. It was really good. So he said, destroy this temple in three days, and and, and in three days, I'll, or destroy the temple and in three days, I'll rebuild it. Right? Mm-hmm. Am yes. I remembering that correctly? That is what he said, yes. Okay. So uh, thanks, Steve Carell. So, <laughs> so the little office reference for you guys. So he says three days. No matter how you count it, we celebrate. He died on Friday, right? What's one day after that? Saturday. What's one day after that? Sunday. Okay, okay. okay. So that's that's two days, right? <laughs> yeah. That, so, uh, yep. So he uh, he he apparently got his job in hell done, where he went down to hell and like defeated the demons. Mm. Apparently, he is much stronger than he thought because he got back a day early. <laughs> It's all very confusing. I'll be back in three days, but if you go to Good Friday, not Mass, because we don't have Mass Friday, it's all very confusing, all confusing. right? It's all so confusing. So we have this we have this service where we venerate the cross. One of my favorite liturgies in the whole year. I absolutely love Good Friday, not Mass. Uh, and <laughs> Good Friday, not Mass. So seriously, in Holy Week, you can go to your Holy Thursday Mass on, on Thursday night. Mm-hmm. You can go to Good Friday. Typically, the service is at three, because that's the hour that Jesus died. Mm-hmm. Okay. Three o'clock. 24 hours later would be 3 o'clock on Saturday, right? Right. A lot of the Easter vigils start at like 8.30. Let's just say 8, 8.30, 8 o'clock, 9 o'clock. Let's say at 9 o'clock to make the math easy. Okay. So Jesus died at 3 o'clock on Friday. We celebrate his resurrection about 30 hours later. <laughs> <laughs> well, he was 30 years old, right? Somewhere around there. It makes sense. No, he was 33. Was Another thing enough. we're going to disagree <laughs> on. <laughs> He started his public ministry we, at 30. We, we round down at that. Oh, I know, you why, you're, round I know why you're thinking of that, though. 
he started his public ministry and he went out into the desert, which is where Lent comes from at 30. That, that's exactly what I was thinking about. 40 days later, he did not get killed. It was three years later. <laughs> it's all very confusing. It's all very confusing. Uh, so here you go. You're listening to Catholic Radio to learn through the confusingness. I don't think that's a word. I just made it up. I'm all hopped up, not on Mountain Dew, like uh, our good friend Will Farrell. I'm hopped up on snow cone. I had this tiger's blood snow cone, mm-hmm. and the plan was for me to eat it during the first segment, and like I would just mute myself while y'all were talking, and I would keep eating it. Right. But it took us so long to get to this first, <laughs> fir- this third version of the first segment that it's long gone now. And I had brain freeze, which I think I think is why I messed up that first segment. I was literally talking about the cars outside. That's true. Very dumb. <laughs> I just I was trying to like save it. I was trying to like get out of the hole I dug, and I just kept digging. Mm. So I finally said, "And we're done. We're going to start that over again." <laughs> so, uh, what are we actually going to talk about today? We've been we've been uh, going for a while, and let's actually talk about how our Lent went. All three of us sat in here in this studio, and uh, if you remember, I didn't share what I was going to do. I don't think I did. Maybe I did. I think maybe not that day. But y'all shared what you were going to do for Lent. Sam, mm-hmm. if I remember correctly, the first day I asked, you were like, I have no idea. It was the day before Lent started. Yeah, that's pretty And then much the next week I asked, and you're like, you had figured it out by, you know, six days into Lent. Yeah, it was perfect. So, so Sam. Yes. Did you hear that? What? I was trying to say, so Sam, and I was just like, I sound like I'm speaking parcel tongue. So, parcel tongue. Parcel tongue. It's from Harry Potter. Yeah, but I don't think you're saying it right. It's parcel tongue. No, it's not. There's an R in there. I think we're just agreeing. We're disagreeing no, we're again disagreeing today. we're with, with everything. <laughs> Parcel tongue. I'm I've never it heard it called that before. That's because you're a crazy person. So, okay, here's here's what we're doing. <laughs> <laughs> Sam, how did you... Did you okay, here's how we're going to ask the question. Okay. Did, before we even get into it, Mackenzie, speak into your microphone. <laughs> before <Hi. laughs> Before we even get... Was your Lent... Your Lenten observance, was it better or worse than this segment is going? (laughs) (laughs) I think uh, my Lent was about as well as this session is going. (laughs) How well do you think this segment's going? (laughs) That's up to you to figure out audience numbers. We'll find out whenever you tell us how your Lent was. Mackenzie, was your Lent better or worse than this segment is currently going? Well, I feel like this segment's kind of funny. So I think it's worse because it's not funny. Oh. <laughs> okay. So I, I think that got sad. <laughs> like Lent's, Lent's over, but I kind of feel like I have to address this. You do realize that the point of Lent isn't to be funny, right? Yes. <laughs> Fasting is hilarious. <laughs> I love giving alms. It's hilarious. Maybe she it's gave so up funny sadness. funny I don't get to eat meat on Friday. <laughs> Jeez Louise. <laughs> Good day. I, I said good day, sir. Okay. So, Sam. Yes. You you gave us the barometer. Now, what actually happened in your Lent? Yeah. Uh, on a serious note, I think we've kind of been like joking, but seriously, on Lent. Um, yeah, no jokes allowed. No jokes show. allowed. We don't make Catholic fun. Make cath- what, yeah, that's what, what was that? Catholic What's the tagline of the show? It make Catholic fun. No, that's, that's, that's close not, enough. That's, that's how like my your apostle or your tongue, says it. whatever you apostle said. Apostle tongue? Here we come, apostle tongue. What are you talking about? Anyways. How did your Lent go? <laughs> so I feel like I did well on the things that I said I was going to do, but 
the way I described it earlier today, I just feel like, I don't know if I had a spirituality of Lent, this Lent. I don't know. It just kind of felt like it was a really busy time. And normally I feel like I put a lot of effort and I really know what's kind of going on. But yeah, I just felt I did okay, but I don't feel like I was really like in it all the way. I don't know. That's just me. Too busy to go hang out in the desert. Too busy. Too busy. Uh, Mackenzie, how was yours? Well, I mean, I felt like it was it was good, but it wasn't like, I guess, great because I felt like, because I was trying to give up like things that were more time wasters, but I didn't really feel like I supplemented well with that extra time. Like I didn't really feel like I really used that time that I wasn't wasting well. So it's like I gave something up, but nah, it's kind of what it was like. So one of two things is going to happen. Either our audience, listen, you know, driving in the car, listening to the radio this morning, or listening on the podcast, either they're saying, man, I can totally relate with Sam McKenzie, or they're saying, wow, those two people are terrible sinners. <laughs> why, am I, why are they on Catholic radio? I think, I think I'm a terrible sinner at all times, just, just to be clear. So, so do you think my sharing will make it better or worse? Better. You're the host. Mackenzie? Better. You're both wrong. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> My life did not go very well. <laughs> so here we are, three sinners uh, hanging out, trying to get through at least one segment of the radio show today. <laughs> So my Lent did not go very well. Uh, whether or not I shared on the show, I don't remember because I say lots of things in lots of places. I can't remember everything that I said. I was just going to like rededicate to reading like my Bible app, all the Bible plans, all you know, all these things. I wanted to have it. it I've said multiple times on the show before that it shows the streak of how many days in a row that you've engaged in your Bible app. And I was like, look, I want to have a forty. Another weird thing. It's 40 days, but I want a 47-day streak till Easter. It's all so very weird. Uh, Sam, here we go. How many days would you say are in are in Lent? Um, I guess I, I include Sundays. I think that's the question you're asking me. I, I include Sundays. But do you include the Thursday, Friday, and Saturday of Holy Week? Um, it's all, math is weird. <laughs> it's so hard. Uh, yeah, I would include those as well. Oh, you, you know what? At least, uh, at least the picking of the day of Easter is easy. You know, it's always the second th- Sunday of March, right? No, no. No, it's not. Third, so third, it's su- third Sunday of April? No, no, it's not that either. Oh, it's like the first Sunday after like the second full moon. It's something super weird. It's like, we. I. it's so complicated that I had to figure out like what Easter would be for the next 20 years f- as a project in grad school. It it was a homework assignment and it took me hours to figure it out. Really? It's crazy. It's crazy. Have you like have you heard how they pick it? No, I haven't. I it's, knew it had something to do with so, the moon. It does have it literally has to do with the moon. I literally uh, thought you were making that no, up. No, no, how how do we know what day Easter comes on? This yeah, is, it's like a blue moon. This is great like great that. show blue prep. Blue moon. Okay. In 325 CE, Common Era, that's for the pagans instead of AD, <laughs> you know, like Agnus Domini, right? Uh, or, or is it? Never mind. It's fine. Okay, so uh, the first Sunday after the first full moon 
occurring on or after the vernal equinox. If you know what any of what? those words mean, you are smarter than me. So uh, <laughs> we don't know. We have no idea what day. I just look at Google because Google tells Google me. Tells me. Uh, so, yeah, Lent. No bueno for me. I wanted to have a like you know, 47 or something day streak from Ash Wednesday to Easter. It would have been a lot easier if Holy Week was just Ash Wednesday, Holy Thursday, Good Friday, Holy Saturday, and then Easter Sunday. Um, but yeah, not very good. I got like four days in and then I broke it and I was like, okay, I can still get like 40 out of this, right? <laughs> you know, if I like, you know, don't read the Bible on Sundays like an idiot, <laughs> you know, like what, 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 it's so weird. It's all so weird. I find it all so bizarre, but I failed miserably. And then just the other day, one of my best friends texts me and says, Hey, how, we were doing a Bible plan together. It was like five days that you're supposed to like do it together, all these things, right? Uh, he finished it when he was supposed to, like two or three weeks ago. <laughs> he just texted me the other day. Hey, uh, how's your reading plan going? Like knowing that I haven't done it. Like, oh, crap. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm a bad person, but there's hope even for me. Maybe for Mackenzie. And probably not for Sam. I'm just kidding. There's hope for all of us. <laughs> I need all of the hope, please. <laughs> all of the hope. So this week, Holy Week is one of my favorite weeks in the entire world, okay? Good Friday. I already talked a little, a little bit about it. If you've never been to the to – the, if you've never been to any of the services, like if you're new to being Catholic or you've always just like gone on Easter Sunday – Check out Thursday and Friday. Like two of the coolest. Well, like Thursday's a mass. Friday's a not mass. It's because I'll explain it all in a second. <laughs> okay. It's not a mass, but it's really cool. There's veneration of the cross and it's very somber. Uh, and then Thursday's the whole washing of the feet. So, you know, bring your Purell because it smells real bad in, in the church. Um, and you can wash, wash your own feet before you get your feet washed by somebody else. It's all symbolic. Like don't come with dirty feet. Okay. So, it walks through the it's, it walks through Jesus' last few days. And every year that I go, it's one of my favorite one of my favorite parts about being Catholic is that Holy Week is the same readings every year. But every time I'm in a different place, you know, with the scriptures are ever ancient, ever new, these practices, these uh, um these different uh, litur- liturgical things that we have, there's especially in Holy Week, Thursday, Friday, Saturday and Sunday are just so beautiful and they always hit me in a new way every single year. They hit me in a special way when I've had a, I've I've had multiple terrible lents. I've had multiple great lents, and everywhere in between. And Holy Week is always great, either because it's the pinnacle of everything great that that I've done that I that I've committed to in Lent, or it's the the entire point of the gospel. Oh, you weren't anywhere near being perfect during Lent. Well, guess what? You're not ever near being perfect ever. And the whole point of the gospel is that Jesus came in the midst of our crap, in the midst of the, the, our terrible things that we've done, in the midst of our broken world. He came and died for us and rose again to bring us the hope that we can achieve on our own, right? I can't say enough prayers to get me to heaven. I can't go to enough uh, masses to, to be perfect, right? Only Jesus can make me perfect. So what are we going to do this Holy Week? I'm, I'm, going, to the, I'm going to the services, right? Um, if you want something even simple to do, um, we, we wrote some Stations of the Cross reflections that you can find on ForteCatholic.com. I would highly suggest doing that this Friday. 
it walks through the entire passion of the Christ with with reflections and prayers. Uh, it's it's helped me uh, honestly. You know, like I wrote them for a young adult audience, but really, like I wrote them for myself. Right? It's like the reflections that of things that I have struggled with and things that I think people in this in the young adult audience would relate to as well. So. Um, in our in our final segment today, um, in our final segment today, we're going to be continue this conversation about Holy Week and about Lent, and I'm going to um, talk about how we as Catholics play pretend a lot because, like, all throughout this this season of Lent, we're like, oh yeah, we're pretending that we're with Jesus in the desert, and that that can be very healthy, right? Like that's that's what the church tells us to do. It's all like purposefully done that way, but also at the same time, it's like okay. There can be great things gleaned out of putting ourselves in the shoes of Jesus and the apostles on Holy Thursday. How did, how did they feel knowing this was like his last supper and that he was going to go die? And then being in the garden with him on, on Thursday night, I kind of think that I would be the guy cutting off another guy's ear. Like I'm trying to protect Jesus. Like that, that would be me, right? Like the God of all the universe needs my protecting, right? Uh, Friday. Like, how would it feel to be, like, who, who would I have been? Would I have been the apostle that ran away? The apostles that denied Jesus? The apostles that, the, the John, Mary, the people that stayed there? Would I have, on Holy, on Holy Saturday, would I have been heartbroken, right? So there are great things about this pretending, but at the same time, this all happened 2,000 years ago. Like, we know how the story ends, right? We know that he is coming back. We know that he has risen so what happens when we stop playing with tent? That's what we're going to talk about. But first, we're going to be talking with Sean McAfee. You're going to love this interview. Stay tuned. Go Rachel on iTunes or Jesus won't rise from the grave. I'm just kidding. He definitely still will. I don't have that kind of power. But I will be very sad. It's so easy. iTunes. Go to your podcast app. Search Forte Catholic. Give it five stars. Tell me what you think of me. Tell me you love my beautiful hairdo, and I will give you a virtual high five. Enjoy the rest of the show. Welcome back to Forte Catholic. This is your host, Taylor Schroll. I am excited for today's interview. I was excited when I booked it, but then I was just talking to our guest today, Sean McAfee. Uh, Before we came on the air, we just became Xbox friends. He's in another country. It's all so very exciting. I can't wait for you guys to meet my man, Sean McAfee from Epic Pew. He's got a new book out that we're going to talk about as well. So enough of me talking about you, Sean. How are you today, sir? Taylor, I'm ready to shrock and roll. Shrock and shroll. <laughs> shrock and shroll. <laughs> I, uh, you rock. I shroll. Okay, that's how this All right, works. Got it. Understood. Understood. Let's get it straight. Okay. <laughs> yes, sir. So, so this is going to be a serious interview. I oh, can tell. Very, very serious. Here at Forte Catholic, we are trying to make Catholicism serious again. Just kidding. That's the opposite of our tagline of making Catholicism fun again, which is something you're going to help us do uh, with with your personality and also with your new book that you have out called Reform Yourself! Exclamation point. We're going to get to that. But first, I want to talk about you. First of all, tell, tell the good people where you are currently. 
I live in northern Italy in a town called Vicenza. It's between Verona, where Romeo and Juliet was written by Shakespeare, and the beautiful city of Venice. Um, it's where they held the second session of the Council of Trent, so the second of four. And this is really funny, Taylor. The second session, yes, was held in Vicenza, but six bishops showed up. And about three weeks after that, they were like, nope. And they then they took it to Trent. And so it might have been the Council of Vicenza. Um, if history had gone differently, but uh, only six bishops showed up. So it's a perfect place to uh, you know, discover a little bit more about the Catholic faith. And, um, and even it's very relevant to the book, The Saints of the Counter-Reformation as well. Oh, man. I have so many different replies. I don't know which one to do, so I'm going to do all of them. I, too, grew up in a town that wasn't popular enough, so I had to reference it by the two towns that were next to me. So good for you. Um, uh, the bishops, there's only eight of them that showed up. They it must have gone to their junk mail. I mean, that was the first time that a, that a meeting was <laughs> just ruined by, by junk mail. And second of all, it is currently what time in Italy? Oh, it's almost five o'clock. So uh, can I say happy hour on your show? Yeah. It's it's almost happy hour. It's a four forty seven. Four forty seven. It we as we record here, it is uh ten forty seven in the morning. So uh we, we uh we came just just to come hang out with you and we're very much looking forward to continue to spend our time with you here today. And you know what they always say, it's five o'clock somewhere. So uh we are all um having a nice little uh, nice little drink of no nothing. We're drinking coffee because it's the morning. So uh, we're drinking rock star. <laughs> rock star no we've got some we've got some coffee i just took my my energy drink that my mom gave me but it's, she doesn't like when i drink monster so she gave right. me like this like herbalife version it's not like like it's not that brand it's some you know something along those lines though so she won't even let me drink green tea she just makes me eat the pills exactly 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 well that's that could go many different ways Let, so let's let's not go down that route let's talk about you who is sean mcafee Oh, I don't even know some days. Um, <laughs> well, I have a, I, I have a uh, written bio, but uh, I can't. I, go I'd ahead and read it. it. Let's ev- let's evaluate your bio. Go ahead. Evaluate the bio. Here we go. Um, first of all, it's an asterisk. Asterisk. Asterisks. Asterisk. John McAfee. Yeah, like that. So, well, okay. no, it's it's like you like took steroids and hit a lot of home runs. Like there's an asterisk next to your name. <laughs> you are the co-founder and editor of EpicPew.com and the author of several books. He contributes. He you con- you contribute to many online Catholic resources and holds a master's degree in dogmatic theology from the Apostles Holy Apostles College, not the unholy apostles, the very holy ones. <laughs> the uh, College of Judas, that doesn't exist. Holy Apostles <laughs> College and Seminary. Sean is lay Dominican and lives with his wife and children in that city of Italy that I can't pronounce that you said earlier. Very good. Yes. Yeah. Um, I got my start writing for, uh, let's see, Ignitum Today. And then I started breaking out to, to several different Catholic websites. I probably, uh, it wasn't through any virtue of my, my own writing or anything. I, I've never been a terribly good writer, but I probably just forced myself upon all of these editors and, uh, and maybe, uh, intimidated them into publishing my work. Um, so eventually I, I founded, yeah, Catholic, uh, epicpew.com and, and that's a real fun site, um, where we can go and enjoy some, uh, some Catholic humor and some pop content, I guess is what I would call it. Um, quizzes and lists and stuff and lots of gifs, moving images, uh, cause I got to keep myself entertained, you know, so I, I figured other people might want to think the same way. 
Yeah, I um, and then I uh, uh, about two years ago, actually, I'm I'm coming up. I, I have a two year reunion. Two weeks ago, I started writing for uh, the National Catholic Register, which is a, a gigantic blessing. Um, so I write weekly there, and I uh, yeah, I have written a few books. Um, first book was Filling Our Father's House with Sophia Institute Press. And, uh, and then I wrote a small book on St. Robert Bellarmine, and that turned into this book, Reform Yourself with Catholic Answers Press. You, you said it wrong. You said it like there's a period at the end. Reform yourself! Reform yourself, son! <laughs> there, you have to have the exclamation point. I uh, came into contact with Epic Pew maybe about six months ago and fell in love with it about three months ago because— of pride because some, one of your authors who is one of my Twitter friends wrote a, uh, wrote a piece on Epic pew that Forte Catholic is one of the podcasts to listen to this year. So you, I think you're only on today to make your website have a self-fulfilling prophecy. You said, you, <laughs> you said that my podcast would be good. Then you came on and now it is good. So thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's a lot of fun. I, uh, I really enjoy the site. I really enjoyed you know, just getting to know you over the past couple of days. And uh, one of the things that uh, has brought us together is this thing that I'm doing on my website. So you've been on mine. I've been on yours. All this kind of stuff. It's a lot of fun. <clears throat> this, uh, this ministry madness bracket that we were doing, uh, pitting 64 Catholic ministry leaders against each other in a boxing tournament with the winners selected by vote of our listeners, of, fr- of friends on social media. And you are one of our contestants. But... You had a, you had a little problem with something I did. Why don't you explain that to the good people? <laughs> oh, I didn't have a problem. I um you the picture at me, you used John. the picture. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, sorry. So I the picture you used. I just was poking fun on you at Twitter. Uh, that it's it's actually like three or four years old. I think I took that when my wife was pregnant with our second kid. And he's four years old now, so the, the picture is long before I had a beard. Um, and and it kind of looks like a Viking beard now, so I'm, I'm kind of proud of it. And I feel like if, if, if this is – you said it's not a popularity match. This is who would win in a boxing match. I feel like uh, this might give me a bit of an edge over my competition with a, you know an intimidating beard. So I sent you a couple pictures to choose from. And uh, it's your show. It's your show. I can't wait to see what you choose. <laughs> yeah, you sent me two. One is like you with like a fake beard on, which I think is hilarious. You're like, show me a uh, show a picture of me with a beard, and then you sent me one that like my kid could wear, you know. But then the top <laughs> one you sent me, you actually look like a Viking, like big old beard, but also it looks like you're like a little not right in the head, like you you look <laughs> crazy, and I really like it. So I might not use it for your ministry madness picture, but I might use it in promoting this podcast because. That's hilarious. Okay, got it. <laughs> got it. So let's uh, let's talk about your book, man. Uh, that's 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 why we're here, other than just to make fun of each other and have some laughs. So you wrote this book with uh, with Catholic answers called Reform. Okay, there's the exclamation point. Do I exclam- exclamate both words? Just reform or yourself? Why don't you see how it sounds? Go ahead and give it a try. Reform yourself. That's not it. Reform yourself. I kind of like that one. Or reform, <laughs> reform yourself. yourself. Yeah, I, I think I like. <laughs> I think I like the regular reform and then the exclamation point on yourself. I think that's what I like. Reform yourself. <laughs> you shall not pass. <laughs> you shall not 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 reform yourself. Okay, so this book is about uh, about reforming 
yourself, right? And you are looking at this. It's kind of a play on words because it is for us to grow in holiness. I, I got uh, an email from your friends over at Catholic Answers, and they said that one of the biggest questions that they get is, how can I grow in holiness? And so you wrote this book for that purpose, but in the lens of the uh, heroes of the Reformation. It's like, okay, or the, the, the counter-Reformation, right? So people who have reformed the church. Uh, so why, I, I, you are much better explaining this than I am. Why don't you just tell us where this book came from and why you wrote it and how it can help our people? I wrote it to make money. Oh, good, man. I just love when people are honest. I love that. <laughs> Yeah, there's no money in book writing uh, unless you go out to one of maybe a secular publisher, you know, become Stephen King or something. But no, um, reform yourself. Uh, kind of like I alluded to earlier, was it's a it, it derived from my second book, Saint Robert Bellarmine. As I read through the life of Saint Robert Bellarmine and, and studied him, I was forced to study other people who knew him at the same time that he worked with. So he was the spiritual director to Saint Aloysius Gonzaga. Uh, he ex- exchanged letters in Rome with Saint Philip Neri. Um, Saint Francis often talked about how the works of Saint Robert Bellarmine were the only that he used whenever he defended the Catholic faith to the um, to the Calvinists. And I just, after I finished that book, I just couldn't quit reading about these saints. And I knew that a year from then, uh, a special date was coming up, and that was the 500th anniversary of the Protestant Reformation, or what is traditionally known to be the start um, there between September and November with the uh, Wittenberg Cathedral incident. And so I was thinking, you know, I've got a year. I've got a great book idea. Why not uh, write a couple sample chapters and see what some publishers think? And so I did. Um, and it, it got turned away a couple times, uh, as as does happen. But uh, I, I figured, you know, let me go out on a whim here and let me talk to my guys at Catholic Answers and, and see if they'll, they're interested in this. It's not exactly apologetics, but it does teach us how to defend the faith. It teaches us about the Counter-Reformation, which is an extremely important event in the history of of apologetics. And so I figured maybe it'd be a good fit. And so we went with it. They went with it. And, uh, and as I, I, and I explained to him, this, this is kind of, this is part hagiography, you know, this is, you know, a biographical context for these saints. But I also, my goal here is to use these saints in a, let's say an unconventional sense. And that's rather than reading about their lives, let's read what they can teach us in their words and, and maybe, let Sean kind of explain what I've found uh, that can help us uh, through each of these different saints. Because the 16th century Catholic Church was so different. You know, the landscape, the the spiritual malaise, the, uh, the corruption that was going on in the church, these were real problems, and they needed real solutions and real saints in order to correct these problems. So, with 10 different saints that I chose that really affected the Counter-Reformation, um, they all come from and offer a different angle uh, on how we can not just reform the church, but it begins with reforming ourselves. And so about halfway into writing this book came came an idea for the title. Um, I think it was originally titled like Heroes of the Counter-Reformation or something, and that didn't really say what we wanted it to say, so we were going to rely on the subtitle. But we came across a quote from St. Ignatius of Loyola. He says something to the tune of, I should have it memorized by now. I might get it. Let's see what I can do. He says, <clears throat> I just cleared my throat. I feel like I'm about to like, you know, do the opera or something here. Do it. Let's hear it. <laughs> he says, 
Um, he says, if you want to go about reforming the world, first reform yourself or your works will be in vain. And we, and I really thought that that was like the real mantra of the book. It's just, you know, I think 17, you know, it's under 20 words, uh, in a, in a 70,000 word book. But I think that that was the real essence of what we were trying to do here is, is to say, okay, you know, it's important to do apologetics. It's important to evangelize. It's important to, uh, seek spiritual direction in others. But if we can't get it right with ourselves first, then we really lose the work we're doing. Um, you know, like a plant really, you know, can't provide good fruit to its bearer, to the farmer and to the, the consumer, unless it takes care of it. it is able to take care of itself, equipped to do that. And so that's really what I wanted to do. I learned an awful lot in reading the lives of these saints. Um, I think I read over 55 books. It was a wow. one heck Center. And uh, and not just that, but there were numerous um, there were numerous online resources. If you go to the back of the book and see how many quotes there are, there's over 240 references, and there's a, a sizable bibliography in the back. And so, what me and the editor really wanted to do was not just Sean, you know, uh, you know, boastful Sean, <laughs> you know, trying to tell other people how to live their lives. Was our goal was to let the saints speak from themselves. And then anecdotally talk about their lives um, in that biographical sense and pull and pick cues that supported what their main focus was. So we have 10, 10 different saints, and uh, in, in each chapter, I explore two different dimensions of these saints. And like I said, pulling from the stories of their lives and also their own words, we discover how to grow in holiness. Like the subtitle says, how to pray, find peace, and grow in faith. Yeah, I really like the the approach a lot. When I was growing up, I knew a lot of things about the Catholic Church. Like I'd go to CCE and I'd learn things. But one thing that was lacking in my early formation, all the way through high school actually, was knowing the lives of the saints. So what was helpful for me is like it is helpful for me to learn like truths of the church. But uh, sometimes it was I found it hard, and I think many people can find it hard to apply that to our actual lives. But when we look at the lives of these saints who have done that. Uh, it it can be so helpful because then we're combining our knowledge with someone's experience so that we can bring it into our experience. We just have about a, a minute or two left. I want to get into one of these saints because I think Philip Neary is the epitome of making Catholicism fun again. So uh, he is a, a man of joyful humility and a sense of humor, even during trials. And here we are with only a couple days left in Lent. So um, how can people con- continue to reform themselves in Lent and beyond through the help of Philip Neary? Sure. I think uh, to make it really quick for you here on the program, I think that we need to realize what true joy means. And sometimes this means being funny, you know, cracking jokes. He he was known to have cracked a joke about what time it was uh, one hour before he died. They said, OK, well, what time is it or what day is it? And he said, today's the 16th, tomorrow's the 17th, the next day is the 18th. Now you can go back to bed. <laughs> That's literally what he said an hour before he died. And, uh, you know, he was known to like show up to meetings with the Pope with half his beard cut off or read joke books to other cardinals <laughs> as they, you know when they visited him. He's just an unpredictable guy, but he also was extremely serious, you know. He did these things in order to humiliate himself and that was his form of self-mortification. But he did understand the faith. He was arguably one of the best theologians in Rome at the time and he wouldn't have founded the Congregation of the Oratory, which is one of the most serious religious orders in the Catholic Church if he didn't have that serious and solemn sense about it. So, in order to answer your question, I think if we really 
realize what true joy is, where we're not just being fools, we're not just being comedians, um, but we're trying to seek true happiness in ourselves and delight in others, uh, then we can really uh, learn to make Catholicism fun again. There we go. Sean, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it, and I look forward to playing some Xbox with you. Hey! Thanks, man. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do it. All right, guys, thank you so much for uh, sticking with us. That was an awesome interview with my new friend, uh, probably my new best friend, actually, Sean McAfee. Uh, to find his book, uh, just type in Reform Yourself! Exclamation point into Google. You will find the book on Amazon. You'll find it on the Catholic Answer Shop. You will find it just about anywhere. Go check it out. We will be right back for our final segment of the day. Welcome back to Forte Catholic Radio. I'm still your host, Taylor. Here for our third and final segment of the day. We're talking about the end of Lent and moving into Holy Week. I want to thank Sean McAfee, my new Xbox friend, for coming on the show. He and I have had some uh, fantastic uh, text messaging, text messaging, parcel tongue text messaging back and forth throughout uh, throughout the last couple of weeks since we recorded that interview. He's an awesome guy. Uh, go check out his stuff. Check out his new book. It's awesome. Reform yourself. Okay. So we need to finish off this conversation that we started in segment one about Holy Week and Lent and how we play pretend as Catholics. So uh, if you missed it, I started talking about how like Lent is this funny thing where we are like, especially in Holy Week, where it's like we're going to pretend like we don't know what happens after Holy Thursday. Oh no, he's been arrested. What happens next? And then like even Friday, like the the one one of the holiest days of the year, right? The most somber day of the year. And yeah, like it, it is, I don't want to negate this because like this is honestly the first year that I'm doing this. There is absolute beauty and and uh, great spiritual growth available in being like, what would it be like in that complete desolation, that complete time of like, what is going to happen? All is lost. It It can be a good thing to go there. But this year, I wanted to just be like, what would my prayer look like this week if I stopped playing pretend? What if all of my prayer on Holy Thursday was in the light of the resurrection? Everything in the Last Supper, everything in the washing of the feet in light of the resurrection. What if I go through all of Good Friday's not mass with the light of the resurrection pouring into the darkness that we experience on Friday? What if on Holy Saturday... When we typically think about this waiting and this longing and this, this loss, it's like, what's going to happen next? The day after the Savior died. What if I looked at that day in the light of the resurrection? And then obviously Easter, duh, resurrection, right? But the, the three other days, what would it look like if I stopped pretending? So it was this interesting thing that I've been praying with since the beginning of this week, really in preparation for Palm Sunday Mass, because I, I was playing the music, I was selecting the songs, I was trying to be like, okay, what's a good kickoff for this Holy Week, praying with it, going through the readings where we read the Passion story, right? Passion Sunday. And even then, the, the psalm is, you know, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? So it's this somber moment, but uh, Palm Sunday is one of my favorite masses because it has all in this moment, the story of Jesus's death, but also like at the beginning of mass, 
like we're see, we're singing like praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. We're we are we are like holding up our palms. We are praising him as the King of Kings, as the Lord of Lords, as like the the Prince of Peace. All of these great titles, right? And then we sit down and we're like, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And then we read the Passion, and then at the end of Palm Sunday, like we just receive Jesus and it's triumphant again. Like there's this dichotomy even within that one Mass. So there's this song that I've been praying with for the last couple of months uh, because our good friend over at Ablaze Ministries, Josh, introduced, introduced me to this song. And I wanted to play it for you today, knowing that a lot of you will listen to this before Easter. It's a song called Resurrecting. So it's, all, it's obviously about the resurrection, right? But I want you to listen for all the dichotomies, all the things that are, all, that, that are true. Just as an, as an example, just so you have an, exa- uh, uh, an idea of what to listen for. The first line is the head that once was crowned with crowned with thorns is crowned with glory now, right? So the the he had the crown of thorns on his head, excruciating pain. Now he wears a crown of glory, a crown of glory. The savior knelt to wash our feet, now we kneel and bow to him, right? So all of these things throughout the whole song is talking about the victory of Christ, which those of you that know me or if you listen to the show at all know that that's my thing. I want to. I want to proclaim the victory of Christ that He's won for us. That we don't have to live in this Catholic guilt and all this shame and all these things. Like this Easter is what it's all about. So here's what we're going to do. I want. We're going to listen to this. Uh, not the whole song. It's kind of long. But we're going to listen to parts of it. Listen for those dichotomies. And, and and as you're listening to it, how is that going to affect your prayer throughout this Holy Week? Here we go. This is by Elevation Worship, by the way. Resurrecting by Elevation Worship. That once was crowned with thorns Is crowned with glory now The Savior knelt to wash our feet Now at His feet we bow The one who wore us Shines for all to see. Your name, your name is victory. All praise will rise to Christ our King. Your name, your name is victory. All praise. Final breath upon the 
cross is now alive in me. And your name, your name is victory. All praise will rise to Christ our King. Your name, your name is victory. All praise will rise to Christ our King. Spirit, I will rise from the ashes of defeat. The resurrected King is resurrecting me. In your name, I come alive to declare your victory. The resurrected King is resurrecting me. By your Spirit, I will rise. The ashes of defeat, the resurrected king is resurrecting. It's resurrecting by Elevation Worship. I absolutely love that song. Go check out the rest of it. We there's a couple minutes left of it. I just didn't want to play the whole thing. But here's the deal. There is in this entire song this dichotomy of like, yes, there are there, there's obviously this sad aspect that like Jesus was killed, right? But it's not as sad when you think about, like, he rose from the dead. <laughs> what, three days or 30 hours later, depending on who's counting, right? And I, I just love that, that last part that we, were, that we were listening to. By your spirit, I will rise from the ashes of defeat. The resurrected king is resurrecting me. So no, no matter how your Lent went, if you feel like you're in the ashes of defeat, where, where Lent beat you up. The resurrected king wants to resurrect you. He wants to bring you the life that he's offering all of us, the death that he defeated, the life that he brought because of that, he wants to give to you. The last verse that we didn't get to, the tomb where soldiers watched in vain was borrowed for three days. I love that image, right? It's like, oh, can I just borrow your grave? I'm only going to be there for a little while. Our God has robbed the grave. Like he robbed our grave, the, our grave, the wages of our sin is death. We deserved death in the grave, but he went in and robbed our grave by taking us out of it. Right? So beautiful, beautiful song. I want you to take that into Lent. But speaking of victory, speaking of victory, we are going to be crowning a victor to the ministry madness bracket one week from today. So to finish today's show, in the last couple minutes that we have left, our producers, Sam and Mackenzie, are going to walk through the producer picks of who they think is going to win the bracket. You can still vote. Go to ministrymadness.com. We already have surpassed the amount of votes we got last year. If you want to play, this is your last chance. Ministrymadness.com. If you're driving, pull over. Pull over and fill out the bracket. I promise you. It'll be fun. So here we go. Sam and Mackenzie, are you ready? I think so. I, th- I think so as well. 
I asked it like it was a game show. Are you ready? I don't know. And I was expecting like, oh, yes. I'm and you ready. were like, well, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> okay. So in our, in our first matchup, in our first matchup, we're going to have to do this kind of speed round a little bit. Okay. Bear Wozniak versus Father Jim Churn. Bear Wozniak, one of our favorites. He has been on the show before. Uh, two-time world surfing champion. Father Jim Churn, the co-host on the Catholic Guy Show. Who do we got? Um, Bear. Bear. Bear Wozniak. Okay. No question. Bear, no question. That's very rude. He's a priest, Mackenzie. Okay. Uh, our good friends from the Catholic Man Show, Adam Minahan or David Niles? Hmm. Into your microphone, Mackenzie. Adam. <laughs> Adam. I'm going to go with Adam, too. I'm okay. going to agree. Okay. Trent Horn or John Leonetti? Uh, this one was hard. Trent's been on the show. He's going to come on again in a couple weeks, actually. That dude writes a new book every four hours. <laughs> I love it. So maybe he could take all his books and beat John over the head. <laughs> no, so... you can't use the books. It's, that's not legal. <laughs> I'm going to go with John. John. I think John too. Wow. Stop okay. agreeing with me. Okay. <laughs> Patrick Coffin or Father Dave Dwyer? Patrick. I'm going to go with Father Dave. Okay. I'm going to pick Father Dave simply. I'll be the tiebreaker. Simply because Patrick Coffin makes fun of me because I don't like fedoras. <laughs> 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 I mean, I'm only voting based on, <laughs> based on boxing. Okay. Uh, Taylor Marshall, very strong first name, or the Frank Fryer, <laughs> who's been on the show before. Uh, I think the Frank Fryer. Yeah, I'm going to go with Frank Fryer, too. Okay. I wish I had hair like this, Taylor. Okay. <laughs> our uh, our very own Father Ryan Higdon, a, a marathon runner, but will that help in a boxing match versus the larger Luke, uh, l- nicknamed last name redacted, Carrie? <laughs> I'm still going to go with Father Ryan. Uh, I think Luke. Um... Let's see. Who listens more is going to be angry if I pick them. I'm going to <laughs> silently vote and let it be a tie. Okay. <laughs> uh, the the guys from the Crunch Podcast, Ethan Stevie, I think, or Patrick Nevy. They both have very confusing last names. Ethan. I'm going to go with Patrick. Okay. I'm going to pick Ethan just because he looks like he's in a pose for Right. It looks like he's okay. going to like just pounce at you. Doug Tuke, one of the greatest interviews in Forte Catholic history, or Chuck Fulkerson, also an interview in Fort Catholic History. I'm kidding, Chuck. I'm just messing with you. Who do, who do we got? I'm going to go with Chuck. Oh, they look both so nice. Um, Chuck is not nice. Chuck will win. Chuck. Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> He's nice, but feisty. Okay. Kurt Tomasevich, who is a multiple-time Olympic gold medalist, versus our friend for Fullness of Truth, Thad Cardine. Kurt. I'm going to have to go with Kurt, too. Kurt. Okay. It's really speed round. We're really running out of time. D'Ambrosio Brothers. Anthony or Marcelino? Anthony. Marcelino. Anthony it is. Edward Verostegui or Everett Fritz, who we hung out with yesterday. Edward. Oh, I'm sorry. Eduardo for sure. I'm sorry. Why Everett. do you hate Everett? <laughs> Steve the Missionary or Brian Greenfield? Brian. Brian? Mm, yeah, Brian. Okay. Oh, gosh. Daniel Glaze or the man who asked me to change his profile picture to look more scary and like a Viking, Sean McAfee, who is on today's show. I'm not going to lie. I think I picked Daniel the first time, but this time, Sean, all the way. Look at that picture. <laughs> Sean, changing your changing your picture worked for one person. Oh, it worked for me, too. I don't know what his picture was like before, but... Not that good. Mario St. Francis or Mike Aquilino? Mario. Mario. It's a me, Mario. Brandon Vaught or Ken Yasinski? Ken? I'm going to go with Ken as well. He kind of looks like the Ken from Barbie. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Ken. Uh, Jared Zimmer or Father Matt? It's Jared for Jared. sure. Yeah. Jared. Um, uh, C26 or daughter, doc, daughter, Dr. Peter Kreeft? 
Carlos. Absolutely. He's a gangster. Uh, I'm going to pick Carlos, too. He's legit in a gang. He, he talked about that. He was on the show, too. That was one of, my other, one of my other favorite videos. Not videos. Interviews. This video radio show. What an idiot. Okay. Will Hickel or Eric Wilkes? The guy from the guys from Novum. Will. Will. His, his picture looks so tough. Will looks mm-hmm. very good in this picture. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Father Augustine Weta, the funniest uh, monk I've ever met. Or do, uh, Dr. Greg Popcheck, who uh, talks about marriage and stuff. Dr. Greg. I'm going to say Father Augustine. I'm going with Father Augustine, too. Dang it. I feel like he'd just make do- Dr. Uh, Dr. Popcheck laugh, and then he'd punch him. <laughs> Car- <laughs> Carlo Broussard, our favorite Cajun. Sorry, Brian. It's his birthday. I'd be a beat to Brian on his birthday again if <laughs> he listens to the show. Or Jeff Cavins. Um, Car- Carlo. Carlo. Uh, ben Walther, who has a very large orange beard. Or Steve Picorni, who has no beard. Ben. ben. <laughs> he has a beard now, but not in this picture. Bob Lesneski or Dr. Scott Hahn? Bob. It, if y'all voted Scott Hahn, I'd be so angry. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Michael Barber or Dr. Edward Shree? Michael. Michael, I guess. Michael. Why do you hate Dr. Shree? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Bosco, Bosco Beats or Daniel Matson? Steven Bosco Beats. Okay. I'm going to go with Steven as well. Ladies bracket. We've just got a minute. Hurry up. Katie Hartfield or Sherry Waddell? Katie. Katie. Uh, uh, Mary Bielski or Sarah Babbitt? Sarah, Mary. Uh, Sarah Drinky. Okay. Haley Stewart or Allie Hoffman? Allie Hoffman. Uh, Annie Fulkerson or Daniel Noonan? Daniel Noonan. Annie. Annie was a boxer in the army or something. Well. Uh, Immaculate Bagusa or Mary Ashley Burton? Mary Ashley. I don't know how to say the other one. (laughs) Immaculate. Immaculate. There it is. Uh, Lauren Moore or Lindsay Horde? Lindsay? Um. Lindsay? I'm going to go with Lindsay as well. Really? Why do you not like Lauren? We're friends with her. Alyssa Treader or Teresa Williams? Alisa. Uh, Alisa. Uh, Al- Alisa? That's not her name. It's Alyssa. Brian didn't vote for her. What a jerk. Oh, <laughs> what a jerk. She was sitting in the office next to him and he voted against her. That's Anna so Glaze mean. or Lisa Hendy? Anna. Anna. Okay. So that finishes our round of 64. Ladies, you have to, you're obligated to sit here and finish that bracket uh, to go through the rounds of 32 and all that stuff. Hey! We got a great show for you next week. The guys from the Coaster Podcast are coming. The Ministry Madness results will be in. Sorry, once again, we just couldn't get to Father Jared Cook. Maybe next week. Say it! Hey, it's Taylor. Thanks so much for listening to today's show. I hope that you enjoyed it. I hope that you and yours have a blessed Holy Week. For all things Forte Catholic, head on over to F-O-R-T-E Catholic.com. We will see you guys next week.